Hey, this episode of Witch Police Radio features an interview with three members of the band Soft Switch. Soft Switch is a local post-punk group who have a new tape coming out on November 30th. They're releasing the tape at a show with Holy Void, Hot Garbage from Toronto, and Winnipeg's Hot Sewer. The tape was actually mixed by legendary Steve Albini in Chicago, and we talk about their experience working with him, their decisions to release a tape over other media, we talk about how to define their sound, what post-punk means, and uh, about being in their 30s in a music scene that tends to skew young. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. Please visit myparktheatre.com to check out all the great shows they have coming up. Thanks to everyone who's supported the show so far. Thanks to supporters like you, we can keep churning out interviews twice a week. If you like the show, please head down to patreon.com witchpolice, and for as little as a dollar a month, which is less than 12 cents an episode, you can help keep the lights on. A big shout out to patrons like Trevor Lux, frontman of past Witch Police guests playing as ghosts, who is our latest patron. Your support is invaluable. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am once again in a car, which is uh, almost taken over for the food court as like the new place to do podcasts, but I sort of like it. And I have a band here that has not been on the show before. So I think maybe, or three quarters of a band, I guess, right? Yeah. So just to start things off, maybe we go around the car here and identify, you know, who, who everyone is and what instrument they play so listeners can put a name to the voice. Sure. Uh, I'm Ryan and uh, I play the bass guitar and I do words. Okay. I'm Marisa, and I play the synthesizer. I'm Rob, I play electric guitar. Cool. And who are we missing? Uh, Susie, who is the drummer. <laughs> okay, cool. And so, I guess, just to start things right off, um, how long has this been a group? Because I think you had contacted me last year about a different band. Yeah. Potentially getting on the show, and that didn't happen. And no. Now, so, yeah. is this a fairly new project? Well, it is and it isn't. Um, so, like, Susie and Rob and me uh, started jamming years ago. Okay. Um, and then we were like super casual about it and nothing was really, we weren't really trying to, you know, get it started, I guess, really. And then, um, and Rob's in the vital and they were very active and are still, and the band I was in permanent mistake was quite active. So it was sort of a back burner thing for us. And then, um, I guess, so permanent mistake sort of ground to a halt last summer and, uh, then I guess earlier this year, um, Rob had an opportunity for us to maybe do some recording. So we figured, okay, well, maybe we should get our act together and finish some songs and uh, go get a name. Right. Yeah, that's uh, important. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that band stuff. And so, how how long has it been, like time wise? Less than a year, or um, like since you've actually been actively sort of doing it? Yeah. With, yeah. With. Uh, yeah, since yeah. about yeah. spring of this year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, early, early yeah. spring is when I sort of joined in because okay. they've been practicing in our basement for the longest time and they needed a synth player. So right. there I was just sitting upstairs not doing anything and so I figured I would hop in. Have to have a synth, I guess. Yeah, that's convenient, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then so the album you have coming out, um, what are the details about that? Or is it already out? 
Uh, yeah, no, it's coming out. Coming out, um, okay. I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, so it's coming out on Friday the 30th. Yeah. Um, it's going to be out on tape. Um, okay, that's awesome. And it's there's a it's on Bandcamp. You can listen to one of the songs right now. Um, I don't know. What do you want? Do you have anything to say about it, Rob? I mean, you can stream it all now. You just can't. Yeah, like, that's on, right. You can't it? own it. On the right, right, right. So, yeah. so yeah. I mean, it's it's the first four songs that we managed to finish. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. We wrote them in a blind panic. Um, <laughs> I figured out, I tore up all of the lyrics and wrote them all um, the night before I had to do them. Okay. So I stayed up until about four and started doing vocals at 10. Um, <laughs> and then um, then we uh, recorded it to tape and then we took that to Chicago um, and we spent an afternoon with a guy named Steve Albini and he was quite nice. <laughs> and... Yeah, um, just some guy that maybe no one has heard of before. Yeah, yeah, that's in, yeah. that's incredible. How did you hook that up? Is it? I've heard that he just basically will work for whoever hires him, right? Is that sort of? Yeah, how it, uh, more or less. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. I think this might have been the first album that he's mixed that he hadn't recorded himself. Right, right. Yeah, I was fortunate that uh, I'm designing a studio up here, and the designer is friends with him. Okay, and on like an aside, it's like Little Bub's owner. Yeah, if you're cat, into famous you're internet into cats. cats. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like yeah. that's his cat. Okay, like, cool. Finance his studio pretty much. So he's friends with Steve. And then through that, I reached out to Steve and he's like super approachable actually and very open with any knowledge and help. So, which is kind of funny because he definitely has a, he, he comes off as an asshole sometimes. Like, I, I, I never met him obviously, but like, just so, so his public persona is often uh, based on the stuff he writes and everything. You know, he's got definitely kind of a he's a got tone to it, right? Yeah, like, I mean, uh, he's cer- he's certainly got opinions and he's yes, quite yeah, yeah, forceful yeah. with them, but you know, they're also correct opinions. Yeah, so. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. He obviously knows uh, his stuff, right? Like, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, he's extremely intelligent. Yeah, nice guy. So it was funny that that opportunity came about and I was going to be down there anyways because Steve just offered in his own time to show me his studio cool. what worked what didn't for design notes so I reached out and said well you know <clears throat> I've got this band what would you be open to mixing it I'll make sure it's recorded properly expecting him to say no and he's like oh I've never done this before but sure why not cool I was like oh fuck it's serious now so <laughs> yeah yeah that's that I didn't tell him that we hadn't actually booked the studio <laughs> or the album was actually not recorded yeah yeah so, but it's kind of lit a fire under us but well we yeah did, for no yeah. doubt yeah yeah that gives you a lot of lot to live up to if you know that guy's gonna have his hands on it right like that's yeah yeah oh, totally yeah mm-hmm. and he was a total master like he he did it in like half a day and then phoned his studio manager halfway through and he's like Yes, Bill Sawswitch for a half day. It would be, it would be like he he wouldn't. Yeah, he'd, yeah, it'd be unethical to bill us for a full day, even though we wow. bill him for a full day. So wow. it's just like one of those guys that's just yeah, stand up dude.
I mean, now that this is coming out and his name is attached to it, is there more kind of um, nerves on your part to like live up to the fact that Steve Albini was involved, or are you expecting people to be cool with it regardless? Well, I mean, we have to we have to be good. Like, no, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, like, we were. That is something actually that you know when we were gearing up for the first show and for this one that we're coming up on, we're rehearsing pretty heavily yeah. and we want to live up to the recording. There would be, it would be so embarrassing to just not be able to execute on the stuff that's on the tape. Sure. It's, but I mean, it's also slightly lower risk too, because you know, we recorded it live. We recorded it to tape. There's no editing. There's no yeah. pro tools. So, you know, we kind of were halfway there. I I had to learn how to do vocals and bass at the same time. Okay, but, okay. But yeah, other than that, it's pretty... It's pretty one-to-one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I mean, I know there's a few other local bands who have had Albini over the years, like Stag Bummer did in the 90s, and then Ken Mode more recently. Yeah, and yeah there's a few more, few more as well, but... Conduct. Right, you yeah, that album's great too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always... Uh, I remember when, I, when Ken Mode was about to do it, I was interviewing uh, Jesse on the podcast, and he... Uh, he had it almost confirmed and he had to tell me off air that Albini was going to do it and it was just kind of in hushed tones it's like yeah. the guy definitely has a reputation it's so cool that you managed to, oh, yeah. to get, him, yeah. get him there yeah, he's super democratic too like you look at his his catalog he'll work with anyone oh yeah he's, he's got like Bush on him. there and yeah. stuff and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's good that's, that's awesome yeah. um, so I guess the next next question then would be how, how do you define what you do I mean I, I've listened the songs you sent and I have an idea of what I think it sounds like but there's always a horrible question when someone says oh you're in a band what kind of music do you play mm. how do you guys define the sound I mean do you just go post-punk as like an all-encompassing term or I like to think we're a post-punk band yeah. but some people might have other opinions I don't know Rob what do you think of us like as... post-pork post-pork I like to <laughs> categorize it as 30-somethings desperately hanging on to their youth yeah, that's yeah, about okay. that's just, that's just like me. That. Yeah, well, that's what this podcast. There's is. an element <laughs> to that. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just weird. I don't know. Just people just making weird rock music. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. It's just, it's just everyone likes to kind of compartmentalize whatever yeah. music they have, right? So someone's gonna get the tape and be like, "Oh, this is a whatever band," and you kind of have to tell them something, right? And I, I think genres make sense as far as helping you find stuff that you want, yeah. right? Like if, like if you know you like post punk, I think you might not hate what we've done. <laughs> well, post punk in its on its own is just such a vague thing too, right? Because there's so it many is. things that came out, like literally post punk, that could mm-hmm. fall into that category. So, mm-hmm. what I guess are are there common influences among the four of you that kind of uh, you all sort of point to as like, okay, I can see how this kind of seeped into the sound, or yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've um, I'm more uh, like with my synth noises. I I like a lot of '80s new wave okay. stuff, so okay. I bring a lot of that in there, and you know, and also just I'm I'm the like obnoxious glam rock one, trying to always like incorporate Roxy music kind of <laughs> okay, sounds okay. and things into it. But and I I have more poppy sensibilities than everyone else in the band. But okay. yeah. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, so I guess, yeah and I appreciate that, Mariska. You get like, find you if you're a band, you have four people that are very similarly aligned in their aesthetic, then it's almost too much of the same. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like uh, kind of too much group thing. So I'm kind of like Marissa as well. I like kind of 80s pop melodies, but also I like it mixed with 
pretty much unlistable noise. Yeah, it's very yeah. Like weird, electronic crunchy stuff. Crunchy bits yeah. and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like it's a good mix. And then Susie, I, I can't really speak for her too Susie much. Susie and I are both of, really into yeah. like wire and okay. Brian yeah, yeah. Eno. Yeah. And I think her taste is a little bit more towards, I don't know if it's more sterile sounds or like, I don't know. It's hard to speak for Susie. We should let her speak for herself. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you th- what do you think is I guess yes. then the the appeal of the '80s stuff? I mean, because I you know I'm in the same boat. I listen to tons of '80s hardcore, and like you know I wasn't I was a baby in the uh, I'm 36 now, so I was around wasn't really around for it. But it definitely appeals to me more than a lot of newer stuff does. And a lot of these artists that you're mentioning and, and genres you're mentioning, same kind of deal, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think it is about that era that appeals to you and makes you kind of want to use some of those sounds toward your own music? I think. What's kind of interesting about that era is that a lot of the sort of tools and pieces of kit that you use nowadays were just being developed. So there weren't a lot of rules about how to use them correctly. And so people used them incorrectly and made Mm -hmm. interesting sounding things with them. And now, like almost lo- by accident, right? exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. And now, like a lot of there are sort of accepted ways to do things, and that that creates a certain sound. And if that certain sound is what you're chasing, that's great. But it results in a lot more, um, a lot less variety, I think, in even just in, in mainstream stuff. Yeah, a lot of it sort of sounds a lot more like the rest of it um, than I think it used to. So I think just that raw edge where you can sort of you know, be a little bit less bound to doing things properly is part of it. Which is sort of the punk rock punk rock aesthetic anyway, right? Regardless whether you sound like a punk band or not, it's the same, yeah. Totally. That kind of vibe. Are there local bands that you kind of feel a connection with that you think whether you sound like them or not, that that is sort of a a similar aesthetic to what you're doing? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I think there's I think we actually have a little bit in common with Rob's band, The Vital. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, at least some of your earlier stuff. Um, the deep cuts. Yeah, the deep cuts. <laughs> um, the, uh, I don't know, I, I'm a huge fan of, like, um, Pleasure Dens. Okay. They're a lot thrashier and yeah, easier yeah. than we are, but sort of the same kind of feel, I guess. Um, who else is who else is local that we could... Uh, I don't know, it's hard. I don't want to make comparisons. Yeah. It's like they don't want to be... That's kind of the <laughs> other thing, too, right? <laughs> those guys are yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Conduct, I've always thought they've been... Yeah, really I can see I can see that, yeah. ...incredible kind of musicians and composers. As far as inspirational, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely Dude, been. Like, yeah, it's another really good band, too, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, and there's a lot of bands that are kind of doing whatever you consider post-punk, a post-punk sort of thing, too. Even outside of the heavier stuff, too, mm-hmm. there's a lot of bands that are incorporating synths and, mm-hmm. and things like that, whereas maybe 10 years ago, that would have been a big no, you know? Or it just, just kind of ghettoized into a certain, certain yeah. subgenre. So, um, What do you think the synth adds as an instrument to what the, the sound... I mean, I guess I'll ask you because you're the player. Yeah. But uh, how do you think it kind of adds to the sound? Because, I mean, I could see a band like this very easily just having maybe a second guitarist or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A- and then but you're doing something diff- very different with the... Yeah, um, I don't know. The, the the sound I'm going for, like, I'm really kind of aiming for that electronic, digital kind of noise. Yeah, yeah. Like, as opposed to analog and just, because it, I don't know, I feel like it provides a nice contrast and often, like, kind of brings out the melody as opposed to, like, you know, the crunchy guitars sure. and, like, the heavy drums and all that. And it's it's more of just, like... I don't know. It's it's more in the background, but it does. It sort of fleshes things out. It fleshes right? things sure, out. Sure. Just it rounds things out. And just adds a different kind of bit to it. it just makes it a little more interesting. So. 
Well, and I guess yeah, I, mean, I don't know if this is accurate, but I feel like it could almost act like a, like a lead instrument in terms of in terms of the melody, mm-hmm. whereas everything else could be kind of generating like a noise or a, you know like some kind of a, just a vibe, and then that comes yeah. over it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is that did you guys always want a keyboard player or a synthesizer player? Or? We were, I think we were always open to it, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and we worked with a couple of different people and. Um, yeah, and it sort of became something that Rob brought in a synth one time, uh, Krumar. Yeah. That, that thing is <laughs> super cool. Thing, yeah. Um, and yeah, we sort of just started playing with it and found a spot for it. Okay. Yeah. Like, where would we find a synth player? Yeah. Upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's extremely convenient. Yeah, yeah. Marissa's yeah. yeah. like the real musician of the band. He's <laughs> the one that actually has chops and then. Yeah, but that um, uh, the, I, I, it sounds like you're probably joking about that, but uh, that almost works well though. I find when you have bands, especially doing something a little more experimental and stuff, where at least one person is kind of anchored in mm-hmm. actually knowing what they're doing. I mean, I've been at bands like that where I was definitely not the guy who knew what was going on, but I was making noise, and thankfully the other people kind of had the skill to make it a song sort of thing. Totally. So, yeah, so it's uh, it's always nice. <laughs> yeah, like I'm classically trained in right, piano, right? So but, yeah. Uh, so like the, the the synthesizer aspect of it, like a lot of the all the little fiddly bits and knobs and stuff. I'm still kind of teaching myself right, that, right. but it's coming along and I'm getting a hang of it. But So that could potentially so take this different in... different from what I'm used yeah, to yeah. playing, but it's definitely going in a good direction. And I guess so. once you figure out the knobs and stuff, this could completely change the sound too in the future, right? Going yeah. forward, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool.
was the uh, reason for going with the tape? I mean, uh, that kind of also fits in with the whole 80s post-punk sort of uh, vibe. And I, I, I like tapes. I never stopped listening to them. I'm glad that bands are doing them again because I still have tape deck. But, uh, like, was the tape a specific choice because that's just your format? Um, it's because... It's a, it's a marketing choice. I'll admit it. Um, <laughs> people, people don't like paying for music unless they're getting no. something physical. Um, that's how I feel about it anyways. I want an artifact. I want some kind of trophy to put on my shelf. Um, so tapes are the cheapest thing you can put out. They scale really nicely. You can do a run of 10 or a run of 50 and it's about the same per unit. That's not true with CDs. So, you know, if people are going to buy a dead format, it may as well be one that looks (laughs) cool on a shelf and... You, know? you got a big spine there with your band name on it. Exactly. <laughs> it's so much more satisfying than a CD, I guess, just in terms of, you know, the physical aspect yeah, sure. of it. And yeah. yeah. And I, I still think tapes, like, if they're, if they're like, bounced to them properly at the right speed, yeah. and it's a good quality tape, I still think it sounds better than CD. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's like a natural compression that even mm-hmm. a quarter-inch tape adds to it. And you don't just fucking trash them all the time like every cd I yeah have. get scratched and shit. yeah yeah. Box and shattered in a yeah. Area. yeah yeah tapes are a lot sturdier yeah, for sure yeah. mm-hmm. and they don't get the same maybe the same type of uh care as records do in terms of not wanting to touch them because mm-hmm. people bash yeah. around but they yeah. they're durable mm-hmm. yeah well and i guess tapes also like you're playing the right genre of music for tapes to be a thing i think a lot of people yeah. who would be into your stuff are probably already into tapes in the first I mean, place. So. I have a tape collection, yeah. so... And I like Mari from our music, so... Well, I would hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that maybe goes to another question, then. Who, who is the audience for this? Like, what what are you finding uh, that the people who are, like, are they your age, or are they... Are you getting younger people into this stuff, or who's who's listening? What are our metrics? Yeah, know. what's your demographic? Yeah. 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 I've never yeah. really studied that. Like, um, yeah. Males, 30 to 60. Yeah. 70%. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably probably. That, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what our demo is. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's everybody. Yeah. But just from what you've seen at shows and stuff, like, do you have, a, do you have uh, an idea of like who your fan is? Like, you... I think it does probably tend to skew older. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll... We'll play a few more shows and get a few more people out and see how that goes. Yeah. Get kind of the cool kid metrics. Yeah, yeah. 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 You need those. <laughs> you need the cool kid metrics. <laughs> so once this, uh, I mean, now the tape's done, you've you got Albini, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. ready to go. Um, the next one's going to sound so much worse. Is, is that, is that yeah. That's not where I was going with that question, but <laughs> I kind of like the answer. But no, like, how soon do you do the next one then? Because a lot of bands that I've talked to on here, they, they have something recorded. By the time it finally comes out, they're just so sick of it that they're already thinking ahead to the next thing. And this is just sort of formality to release it because they've <clears throat> moved beyond. Like, Do you still feel that what's on the tape reflects your sound as of now? Or are you already working on different uh, stuff? Well, I mean, we've already written more. We're constantly writing. I don't think we ever actually stopped writing. Okay. So we, I would be surprised if we didn't do something next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's relatively easy for us to do. Um, so, okay. yeah, we would probably, we'll probably do another tape next year. Yeah, I'd like to, yeah. It seems mm-hmm. to be our arrangements are maybe becoming more complex and weirder mm-hmm. yeah which yeah. I think is, is good yeah you so. kind of want to capture that yeah. I, I think it's like I get really excited when bands do a lot of releases when they're really early because you can really chart that sort of evolution oh, yeah. yeah for sure um, like like 1971 was a band that was yeah great band just the, such an incredible band and, and they changed drastically over the yeah they mm-hmm. really yeah. did and it was so cool listening to every tape and every tape sounds different but yeah. each tape sounds fantastic yeah so if we could sound like 
half as good as 1971 on every tape, that would be uh, just awesome. Cool. That's a cool reference because I feel like they didn't get a lot of uh, maybe the respect that they the popularity that they should have got because there's, there's no, the think, recordings they did great and they're great yeah, live too. Like, yeah. yeah, total sleeper. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a few of those in the city like that where it's you just kind of you hear about them when it's too late or something and then it's like oh well yeah. this is not, never gonna happen again right yeah. yeah. So the, the uh, once it's out, the tape, I mean, obviously you want people to buy the shows. That's probably the main way they can get it. But yeah. are there other options for picking up the tape once it's available? Um, are you going to have it at stores or anything like that? Or is it sort of still uh, We're not that organized. We should probably, <laughs> hey? Do people um, buy music at stores still? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, that, yeah. there's that record place in the whole park. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah, Sunrise. I think a lot of bands place their stuff there. They do. I've heard that they uh, they expect a lot of money out of the sale of the tapes but they do yeah. I, I do I have bought stuff there before well that's cool maybe we'll and then I felt bad because like... I hear heard about you know their bands getting like <laughs> a buck off this but... but it's kind of like half of it's just the appeal of you know having someone else selling your stuff totally you, yeah. Right? yeah like that's kind of cool yeah yeah, and we'll probably look into it. I'm assuming probably. you're doing the digital stuff too, right? Yeah, like we're doing the yeah. digital stuff. Yeah. There's a band camp. Like, if, we'll put the tapes up for order on there. 
you know, we'll probably charge more for shipping than for the tape. Yeah, of course, that's, that's how, how it is. It yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I think November 30th, it'll be released on all streaming platforms, too. Okay. That'll be good. Do that. yeah, yeah, we've got the single up on, so, on, on uh, Spotify. Spotify and yeah, our yeah. single. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Everyone's laughing with a single. What's the uh, just the fact uh, that you have a single in just 2018? The idea of yeah. having a single on Spotify. Yeah, it's is yeah. Just, yeah. Well, just out of curiosity, like, how do the three of you consume music? Like, because I find that no matter who I'm interviewing, it's radically different. Like, you can have someone who just listens to tapes, or someone who's throwing out all their physical stuff and just listens to Spotify. Like, I'm I've never used Spotify. I have no idea how it works, and I figure I just never will because <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to get involved in it, right? But like, uh, I know you mentioned you have a tape, you have a tape collection. But what about the rest of you? Like, are you all into physical stuff, or have you moved into the future? Um, for the most part, at home, more on vi- stuff on yeah, vinyl. Yeah. Um, we've got a pretty good setup in our house, so you know, might as well. And then outside of the house, at work and stuff, usually Spotify. Okay. So, so you could potentially listen to your own single on. The- <laughs> Spotify, yeah, yeah, mix for me too. If it's yeah. just like background, I'll stream it. Like active listening, I listen to a lot of vinyl. And yeah, stuff yeah. that I can't find on streaming platforms. Well, is there stuff you can't find now on streaming? I mean, again, I'm so out of the loop of that uh, stuff, but yeah, there is. Yeah, things, some yeah. artists just never made their stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess especially smaller local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obscure. Yeah, you yeah. always experiment. You've probably never heard of it. <laughs> 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 Well, that's what you should have been name dropping for influences. Yeah, you probably yeah, never right. heard of it. Then all the yeah. middle cool kids would be into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once the uh, album is released, uh, the EP is released. Uh, what are your plans next? I mean, are you planning? Are you going doing any touring or anything like that, or is that still sort of to be um, determined? We're gonna we're applying to a bunch of stuff. Um, we've we've heard back about some stuff we can't get into. Sure, sure. Um, so we've got plans for next year for sure. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I don't know. I don't think any of us necessarily has the appetite or. Anything to spend a month in a van. But, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you do this nice yellow car. That, uh, I yeah, do. You do. Uh, it's a little mini Kia Rio. Um, uh, Probably fit some drums in here. Yeah. We have. A little cocktail kit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would not I would like to maybe play some other cities, but I don't think we'll do any, like, multi-month tours sure. or anything. Sure. Yeah, we all have day jobs. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob's got a baby. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I got I got two of them. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that's, that's funny because that is something that happens. I mean, like... When you're talking to, I'm talking to maybe 19 year olds on the show, it's very different, yeah. right? Because they have, they're super mm-hmm. ambitious. They're just like, I just graduated whatever high school. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll do whatever. I don't care. And then once you get yeah into your 30s, it's like, well, I'd like to go on tour, but I have this, this babysitting mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. So it makes it harder, I guess. But yeah. But you know, maybe tours would be fun. Yeah. 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 I love Saskatoon. Yeah. Are there bands out in those areas that you think that you would like that you know of that would be a good fit? Um, yeah, I mean, there are, there are a few bands from out there that I follow. I don't know that they would have any interest in playing with right, us, but, right. you know, like, I'm, you know, we're huge Shooting Guns fans. Stairs um, are amazing, yeah. Yeah, one them. of my previous bands had a chance to open for them. Oh, really? It was incredible. They were so nice. Um, Man Meat out of Saskatoon are just frigging incredible. Um, just the heaviest band ever. Um, I love them. Um, who else? Chender Buffet out of Saskatoon. Name. Also, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> so yeah. Well, it seems like the Prairies has an appetite for noisy stuff anyway. Just whether for it's sure. whether it's metal or punk or noise or any of those experimental things. Like, 
for some reason, I don't know what the uh, <laughs> the reason is, but it's yeah. Yeah, punishing. Yeah, punishing long yeah. winters. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. If you ever read yeah. like old like Prairie Lit from like the you know turn of the century yeah. sort of stuff, it's all the most hellishly depressing stuff totally. you've ever totally. read. So it's I think this is just the same thing. But just a modernized guitars. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depressing Prairie Lit with guitars like that. That's uh, <laughs> that's your new your new explanation of what your band is. Yeah, it's better in post punk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so the uh, the actual release. What are the details of the uh, when it's coming out and where people can see you? Yeah, um, fourth on uh, Friday, November thirtieth, uh, we are opening. Um, hot sewer, hot garbage, and holy void are yeah. playing, um, and that's going to be incredible. Um, it's also going to be available on Bandcamp, uh, softswitch.bandcamp.com, and uh, yeah. What's the significance of the name? Out of curiosity. Soft switch. Um, we were really struggling to come up with something, mm-hmm. um, and uh, soft switch is um, it's an electronics term. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, like a transistor switch rather than a mechanical switch. Um, and uh, and I'm a nerd. I uh, like I do I could do all of my own electronics. I do my pedals and okay. stuff, okay. and rebuilt my amp. I built Marisa's amp. Cool. Um, so we were sort of just sort of trying to bounce around sort of, you know, vaguely esoteric sounding terms and um, that one sort of stuck better than some of the others. So. Cool. Well, it's esoteric enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it works. Though. It definitely sounds like the, I've had a lot of bands that are playing. I, again, I hate to use post-punk, but like mm-hmm. one one word names, usually like a noun or something, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, but it, it, there are only so many of those. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got a compound word, right? You saw yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, people should uh, definitely check out the show. Where can they find your music online? I know you mentioned Spotify, Bandcamp. Are you social media? You want people to get in touch with you there? Or? Um, yeah, we got a Facebook and Instagram, um, and we got an Instagram. Yeah. yeah, Susie's all about the Instagram. Yeah. She's really good at that. Okay. We're okay. really active on that. Um, cool, which is cool because I don't understand it at all. I use <laughs> I use Instagram like someone's mom yep. or aunt. I uh, I log in like once a month and I like all of everyone's photos and then I don't touch disappear for, for yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I'm so. just on there for the cat pictures. Oh yeah, that's so. what, that's what the internet yeah. is about. Really. Yeah. I think it's cat pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Instagram is a, it's a good place to go to find out more, I guess, about yeah. shows coming up and things like that. Yeah. Working on our MySpace. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, my, it somehow still exists MySpace, I don't know how that happened, but... <laughs> but anyway, yeah, please check out the show, check out the, the tape when it comes out. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there for free download streaming. And you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on UMFM, and those are older episodes, so... By the time this airs on there, it'll be, you know, maybe the summer or something. But at that point, the tape's already out. People can Perfect. just go right out. Well, not right out at midnight, but they can go the next day and pick it up. So, Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks again for Thank uh, you. meeting me in this hot car with <laughs> 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 parking lot. Thanks right for on. spending your lunch with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you.